continuing now with the um, with the ten makas. Okay, um, two things I want to focus on today with the ten makas. Last time we went through the midah connected midah and those ideas. Um, we'll get in a moment, or in a little bit, to what. You say this, we're supposed to learn from the Eser Makas, what Klaitzel were taught with the Ten Makas. But before that, there's one other thing I want to do. And that is, um, <coughs> we know that there are Dalu L'Shayn Neshel Geula. There are four L'Shayn Neshel Geula. Vaitaiti, 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 And then there's, according to some... Shitas, there's a fifth one. Some say it's Vehevesi. Um, the Nitziv, in his Pirish on Chumash, he learns that the fifth one is Vidatem Kiani Hashem Alekechem. It says Vilakati Hashem Lilam Vayisi Lachem Lelekim. That's the fourth one. Vidatem Kiani Hashem Alekechem. That is the fifth Lashon of Geula. But the idea here is that there are four Lashonets Shal Geula that we know about. Um... And we know that Chazal were masakin that we we drink four cups of wine zeker to the dalid l'shayna shalgula by the Pesach seder. Now the Nativ explains that really the four l'shayna shalgula were a process. It was a process of Klai Yisrael slowly being taken out of the Shibat of Mitzrayim. Hashem didn't want to take them out um, in one moment, because to go out from being a slave to being a free person overnight is a very hard change for Klai Yisrael, for people to be able to handle. And therefore it would be too traumatic, and he wouldn't be able to do that. So therefore... Therefore, the Rabbani Shalom took us out in a slow in a slow process, and he says that these Dalu B'Shayna Shalgula were the process. There was Vaitaiti, then there was Vitalti, and then there was Vagalti, and then there was Vilakhti. Now, when do you see these stages of the Gula? So, the Makais were the way that Hashem brought about how each and every stage of the Geula should start taking effect. And he shows in the Psukim, the Nitziv, that, if you look in the Psukim, um, it says here, second, there's the Mak of Dam, and then there's Svardaya, and then there's Kinim, the first three. And this is also why Rabbi Yehuda gave a nice uh, and uh, and he gave an acronym for them, the Tzach Hadash Ba'achav, which the Mepharshim, even here in August, the Mepharshim talk about why, what was Rabbi Yehuda's big Kiddush. I mean, it didn't take such Chachma to just put the Rashi Tevis of, of the, <coughs> the Makas together. So interestingly, some of the Mepharshim um, in Perkei Avos say the reason why Rabbi Huda did that is because if you ever said to Hillim, 
um, and even if you said it, if you ever paid attention to it, there are two kapitluk and tehillim that talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the Makkas. And you may notice in those two kapitluk that the Makkas are not in the same order that we have them in the Torah. For whatever reason, it's, they're, they're in a different order. And so one might say to themselves, well, which is the right order? Is the way Davon HaMalak wrote in Tehillim the right order? Or is it the way written in the Torah? So if Yehuda gave Simonim the Tzach Bachav to tell you that the way it's written in the Torah was Tzach the proper order, for whatever reason, in Tehillim it's in a different order. But since there seems to be, there may be some doubt into what was the order, so therefore he made the Simonim. But then Nitziv explains that the reason he made the Simonim is because each one is a category. After each category, the Tzach something occurred a, a, a lotion of Geula occurred so therefore if we have Dam, Tzvardeya and Kinim those are the first three so um so it says second So the way the Nativ understands it as follows, because he says that after the the first three makas, it said the Pasuk says the first lashon of Gula is Mitzrayim. I will take you out from the Sivlois of Mitzrayim. The Sivlois is being burdened with the Shibud of Mitzrayim. It doesn't say you won't have to work anymore for Parai. You might still be an Evet to Parai. However, the civilized, the burdens, the Shibud, that still, that will have been taken away. So when was that taken away? That was taken away after the Makkah of Kinnit. How do you know that? Says the Nitziv, because after the fourth Makkah, um, which was Arayv, after the first Makkah of Arayv, so Mash, uh, the fourth Makkah of Arav, Moshe Rabbeinu says to Parai, Ki If you refuse to send them out, And you're still holding on to them. You're still holding on to them. He didn't say to Parai, You're still being Meshabed Kla Yisrael. He's trying to get him to stop doing what he's doing. I gave you a fourth Makkah, and if you continue, and you don't take the lesson of this fourth Makkah, and why did he say you're still holding on to them? Why did he say, you're still enslaving them, you're still burdening them with the Shibud Mitzrayim, the terrible Shibud? The answer is, says the Nitzvah, because after the third Makkah, so... Um, the the Sivlois Mitzrayim had stopped. The Sivlois Mitzrayim had stopped. Now what was left? What was left was the Parai. There were still servants to Parai. So therefore Moshe Rabbeinu tells them, You're still holding on to them. You still have to work for you. So that is the proof, says the Nitziv, that after the third Makkah of Kinim, it was already Niskayim Vaitseisi Eschem Mitachas Sivlois Mitzrayim. Because if they were still in the Sivlois Mitzrayim by the fourth Makkah, Majabenu should have said that. So you see here, says the Nitziv, that after the first 
set of three, Vahitzaisi was Nitzkayim, Misivlais Mitzrayim. The Shibut of Mitzrayim, that enslavement, had been stopped after Kinnim. Now, there's still Avadim to Paray. He's not letting them go. He's still, they still have to work for Paray. However, the Shibut is not there. Then, what's the second of the Lashayna Shagu'ula? It's no longer civilized Mitzrayim in the second Lashon of Gula. It's I will save you from their work. Right? We said they went down from being civilized down to Avaida. So, the Tzach Adash is Oroiv Dever Shkin. What happens after the, the Mako of Shkin? So says the Nitziv, after the Makkah of Shechin, then Paroi freed them from having to work. He freed them from having to work, but still he wasn't ready to let them go out of Mitzray. Now how do you know that? So the way the Nitziv understands it is because by the next Makkah um, of, of uh, Barad, Mashabenu doesn't talk anything about you're still making them work. He doesn't say anything about that. He says, Alashan, Oitcha Mistoilo Boami. Mistoilo Boami. So Rashi says, that you're still holding on. Kvish, kvishas Baba Ami. Rashi brings Ongolis. Kveshas Leila Ami. You're still holding on to them. So the Nitziv understands a little differently. He says Mistoilo means that Haray <coughs> was looking for different ways to keep the Yidin in Mitzrayim. To keep Bnei Yisrael in Mitzrayim. He wasn't, he wasn't enslaving them anymore. That was long gone. He wasn't even making them work anymore. Hashem already was Mekayim. However, they weren't able to leave Mitzrayim yet. And that's why weren't they able to leave. They weren't Parai servants anymore. But Parai says, You're still looking for ways to keep them here. So, says the Nitziv, obviously if that's the big problem with Paro, he's looking for ways to keep them, obviously they're not working for him anymore. So Hashem had been Mikayim already before the Yitzhati Yitzchad Me'avidasa. What happens then? Then, by Makas Bechayrois, the Goalti Yitzchad Bezroya Netuyo Ubishvatim Gidolim. Hashem says, that I'm going to redeem you. Goyo means redeem. I'm going to take you out of Mitzrayim. So they went out of Mitzrayim. Hashem says, That was a kiyom of the third Lashin of Geula. So that the way the Nitziv is, like we're showing the stages here. Sivlois is the Tzach. Hadash is Avaidasam. Be'achav, all the way to Makas Bechairis. That is going to be the Goalti Yitzchem taking you out of Mitzrayim. The fourth Lashon of Geula, V'lokachti Eschem Lila'am, V'yisi Lachem Le'lekim, the Nitziv understands that to mean by Matan Taira. Hashem, when did Hashem take us for a nation? 
that this for a nation and Matan Torah. So these are the Dalu Lashayin Neshal Geula, which the Nativ is explaining. It's a process. It's going in stages. Chazal were misakein the Dalit Kaisis connected that because we're supposed to be b'simcha on each stage of the Geula, and therefore there's nothing more that's misameach leva adam than drinking wine. Please. There's such a concept that Yain is Musameach, the life of a person. So, therefore, why did they dafka institute four cups of wine? Because wine brings to Simcha, and we have to be the Simcha on each stage here of the Geula. I would add that not only does wine bring to Simcha, and I think I saw this somewhere, but I couldn't remember if I saw it, it was my own Kiddush that with wine it also works in stages. As the more you progress in drinking the wine, the happier you become. The more wine you drink, the happier you become. So being that the Geula went in stages, Chazal were in drinking wine, which is a simon of Simcha, but it also, the more wine you drink, the more Simcha it is. So by the first cup, your Besimcha, that Hashem took us out uh, of the Sheba Mitzrayim. The Simcha gets bigger of the Avaidah. The Simcha gets bigger out of Mitzrayim. The Simcha gets even bigger when you get to... Matan Now, the fifth Lashon of Geula, the Nitziv learns is Vidatem Kiani Hashem. Now, Vidatem Kiani Hashem is a very high Madrega. It's a Madrega that you will really know who the Rabbi Nishalaylam is. It's a very high level. That is something that perhaps not every Yid could relate to. The first four L'shayinu Shogula, every person is obligated and is able to relate to. And therefore there's an obligation to drink four kaisas and be besimcha on each and every step. But the fifth Lashon of Geula was something that was only, maybe not everyone in Kalayisol experienced, and even if they did, um... Even if they did, but each and every person now in Kalah Yisrael says the Nitziv may not experience Vidatem Kiani Hashem. And therefore, the fifth Kais is not an obligation. The fifth Kais is there. We call it Kais Shalaliyo. But you should know, really, there are Rishonim that hold you have to drink five Kaises. We don't pass in that way. We pour a Kais as a Zecher to that Shita. But the Nitziv is explaining that the Chachamim didn't obligate us to drink it because it's not something we could all relate to. The first four an obligation because we could all relate to that. So we have a zecher, we have a commemoration of that kais, because yes, it is one of the l'shayin shal but as an obligation, that's something that we don't have, because not everyone can relate to it. That is how the Nitziv puts the dalu l'shayin shal into the ten makas, and shows the makas themselves were stages. 
because, now why you need a three and through what, what the Cheshvainas are I don't, that's not the issue at the moment we'll get to that soon in the different types of lessons the Makkas taught but at least we see here that the ten Makkas besides being the number ten they were stages in um, the Geula now even though this is not so negat to the ten Makkas but I couldn't go by without saying it and that is another explanation in the Dalit Kaisis and the Dalil the Shaina Shel Geula. A different explanation, and this is from the Meshach Achma. Um, I have them both printed here in my Sefer and my Yadim. It's always a good way to get a good grade, is to buy the Sefer. No. Um, so, this always helps, you know. We'll shake up. But anyways, the, um, so the Meshach Achma says as follows. The Meshach Achma does something ingenious. And he says as follows. He says that there are four Lashayna Shel Geula. There are four Kaisais. And also, Bishil Dalit Dvarim Nigalua Vizainum in Mitzrayim. There were four Zchusim that Klaisol had that we were Nigal from Mitzrayim. Now, everyone, what are the four Zchusim? Lashinu Es Shemam. Lashinu Es Lashaynam. They changed the name, they didn't change their language. Oh, so the clothing one is not. We'll get to that in a second. That the med- there's no magic that says such a thing. Names, language, those are the two we said. Shlegile Arayas, they were never Megala Arayas. And also that they didn't inform on each other, that they weren't Malshin. They didn't inform to the Egyptians on each other. Now, this that everyone knows from whatever age that there are three things Lashinu, Lashainam Shmam, Lashainam and Malbusham that they didn't change their clothing that is not a Medrash that we have the Medrash Rabbah that we have says it the way I said it there are four things um, there is a Medrash called Medrash Lekach Taiv which is not um, which is not the regular Medrashim the Medrashim were written by Tanoim and Amiroim Medrash Lekach Taiv is a later dar, it's a collection of Medrashim. He is the one who brings down this thing of Lashinu Malbusham. Now, the Nitziv somewhere and the Meshach somewhere, they both say Amru Chazal Lashinu Malbusham. So there must have been some Chazal like that, but it's not a Medrash that we have. I remember years ago they called us up from one of the, they called to the Kailo from one of the girls' schools. Where is the source of Lashinu Malbusham? And there is no real source in Chazal for Lashinu although everyone knows those three. So, the four that we said. So we have four Lashayin Shel Geula, four Kaisais. Now, the Meshachachma says the four Kaisais are really on four different mitzvahs. Right? You drink the first Kais by Kiddush, and the second Kais on the first half of the Haggadah, the first half of Halo. Then you have Benching, and you have the second half of Halo. So what the Meshachachma does here is he shows you that it's not random which Lashin Shel Geula matches up with which Kais. And he says as follows. Vaitsesi. Vaitsesi means I will take you out. Chazal say, what does it mean I will take you out? It doesn't just mean I will take you out. It means I will extract you. Chazal say, it was as difficult as taking a child out of a mother's womb. That Kalei Yisrael were so entrenched in the Avedazara and the culture 
of Mitzrayim, it was almost as if they were one body with Mitzrayim. And when Hashem had to take us out, He had to take us out, extract us from Mitzrayim. However, what would Klai Yisrael's chus that we should still be taken out, that we're not totally lost in this mother Mitzrayim, there was something that identified Klai Yisrael as being different. And that is Shalagili Arayas. The Klai Yisrael did not intermarry or be Megala Arayas with the Mitzrayim. Chazal say in all the years, there was one, one, one lady who was Megala Arayas, Shlemis Bas Divri, she was the only one who committed any, any type of adultery or any type of arayas. Now, <coughs> Chazal say, the Bazuk says, Kedoshim to you, and Rashi tells us, Kedoshim to you means a person should be Kedosh from arayas. Kamakam Shatamaisa Gada Erba Rashi says, whenever you find keeping away from Arayas, you find Kedusha. Kedusha is associated with not being Megala Arayas. Kala Yisrael has the Kayach to be Mekadesh at Hazman. We are Kadesh, and not only are we Kadesh, Hashem gave us the ability to be Mekadesh Hazman. We can make something Yantif. It depends on us. And that's what Kiddush is. Kiddush on Yantif is, we're being Mekadosh Tizman. We make the Mekadosh Yisrael Bazmanim. We're being Mekadosh Tizman. We're making it holy. So our schus to make Kiddush is why? Is because we were Kadosh that we were not Megala Arais. And that was our schus that Hashem was able to extract us even though in many other regards we were one with Mitzrayim but we were still identifiable with our Kedusha of Shlegilu Arayas. So says the Meshach Achma, the first Kais of Kiddush is the Kais of the Aitzaisi which is the Schut of the Shaloi Gili Arayas. Vihitzalti. Hitzalti means I'm going to save you. Saving can refer to someone who is being chased and you have to rescue them. The Mitzrayim were chasing after us to destroy us, so to speak, and Hashem rescued us. Says the Meshachachma, the Kleitzel only has a schus that they should be saved from being chased if they're not chasing each other. If you're the near duff and you're not a raideth, so I'll save you. But if you're being raideth after each other, if you're slandering each other, if you're not ba'achtis with each other, so why should I save you from being chased by the Mitzrayim when you're chasing yourself? So b'schus the Kla Yisrael did not slander each other, they weren't maushin on each other, they weren't trying to get each other. So they were Zaycha Vihitzalti Hashem saved them for being chased after by the Mitzrayim. Which kite <coughs> corresponds to this? So this is the second Lashon of Geula, says the Meshachach, but it's referring to the third kite, the kite of Kiddush. I'm sorry, the kite of Berchaz Why? 
Because why does one, why is one malshin on someone else? Why does one go snitch on someone else? Because they want to get into the good graces of whoever they are snitching to. I want to get ahead at the expense of someone else. That comes from a lack of bitachon in Hashem. If I feel the only way I'm going to succeed and get ahead is by getting the other person in trouble, so I don't believe Hashem can take care of me. <coughs> Not being malshin was a simon of bitachin and emunah that Hashem will take care of us. Without us having to do it on someone else's cheshben. Birchaz hamazayin is emunah. After a person eats, and they think through a Bainashalaylam, they're showing that we're dependent on Hashem for our bizarreness, for our parnasa. So Bihitsauti, the schus to be saved was that we didn't snitch on anyone else, which is a simon of Amuna, which is Birchas Hamazan. Birchas Hamazan is a symbol of Amuna. <coughs> Usually after a person eats, he's full, he's not hungry anymore, he forgets Hashem. Hamazan says, remember Hashem. So that's why the second Lashon of Geula corresponds to the third Kais, the Kais of Birchaz HaMazam. Vigo'alti. Vigo'alti means I will redeem. This Lashon of Geula is referred to redeeming a slave. When you want to redeem a slave from being an Eved, from his master, the Lashon is Geula. You redeem it from the hands of its owner. Now Chazal tell us that a slave, an Eved Kenani, a slave, he'd rather remain a slave than become free. Why? The Hefkeira Nichale. He's much happier with the freedom, the Hefkeiris. What's Hefkeiris? The Hefkeiris is, there's one thing about an Eved Kenani. An Eved Kenani has certain halachas of a Jew. He went to the mikvah as Brismila. He's chayiv in mitzvahs kinoshim. He's chayiv in the same mitzvahs women are mechayivin. But there's one thing that he doesn't have, and that is he doesn't have any yichus. Meaning, there's no such thing as marriage, there's no kedushin for an avid kanani. Anyone, there's no, so there's no sanctity of marriage, so to speak. And the reason is, because there's no concept of yichus. There's nothing, his son is not his son. His son is the shifcha, or whoever's, when you talk about a Jew, so a Jew has children, so the son, if his father's a kain, he's a kain, a lady, a lady, whichever shavit they're from, it goes with bate avis, goes with the paternal um, shavit that they come from. When it comes to Avadim, everything belongs with the mother, the father of no shaykhis. His sons are not called his sons. So there's no yichus, there's no marriage, there's no yichus. So an Evan enjoys that. Remember, he's a Kanani. He's not from like the coming from the you know the most chash of a rabbish stock here. He's a Kanani. They're full of znos and all different things. So they love it. I'm restricted to marriage. I can do whatever I want. I'm a burden. Klal Yisrael. They were avadim, but it wasn't bechkeiranichale. They weren't happy being hefker. Why? Because they understood that there is Yichus to Kla Yisrael. Loishinu Hashemam. They didn't change their names. What does a name represent? Name represents Ma'am Shimon Ben Yaakov. And I have grandparents. And I have great-grandparents. 
and I have, and I have, the, which the grandchildren of the Abbas. That Lashinu Shemam shows that we understand there's a Yichos. And therefore, if we understand there's a Yichos, we don't want to be Avadim. So that's a Schus that Hashem is going to be Goyal us from being Avadim. Which case does this correspond to? This corresponds to the first half of Halal, the end of Magid, where we talk about the first half of Halal. And the Meshachatma says, especially the B'tzei Sisram and Mitzrayim part of it, that even the first capital that we say, all focus on the past. Kla Yisrael's um, connection when our forefathers went out of Mitzrayim that means we're connecting to the past we're understanding there's a yichus going on so we go alti which is b'schus shaloshinu es shimam is the second case of the second case which is on the first half of halo which is a reflection of the past that we realize we're children of our grandparents grandchildren of our grandparents and the last one v'lokachti Lakakti, I'll take you as a nation. One of the things that define a nation is language. A nation has its language. Kla Yisrael in Mitzrayim never gave up hope of becoming the Am Yisrael. And the proof to that was Lashinu as Lashinam. They didn't change the language. If they had no yearning to go out and become a nation of the Rabbanishlam, so what did they need language for? Become a Mitzri, speak Egyptian. So Klai Yisrael yearns for the Geula to be the Am Yisrael and that showed itself in Lashinu as Lashainam they didn't change their language so for that they were Zaycha V'lakachti Askam Lila'am the second the last Kais the fourth Kais the second half of Halal and Min HaMetzar and a lot of the issues over there focus on and um, things in the future, first of all. It talks about a lot of, if you look in the Mepharshim over there in Tehillim, a lot of the um, Sukkim there are focusing on the future Geula. So it's a focus on the future. Um, and also, the uh, a lot of it focuses on the Karasi and is also David Amalek talking about his change from Evan Moasu Habayim. His brothers despised him. His brothers didn't like him, and they sent him as an outcast. And he became a Melech. So it's also reflecting on Kli Yisrael in the future. Also, is going to change from being the despised nation to the Malchus of Kli Yisrael in the future. So the which is the yearning of the future of Kli Yisrael. Shalashinu is Lashayna is Kenege the fourth Kais which is talking about the future of Kla Yisrael the Gulo HaTzida so that says the Meshachachma is all of these four things the fours the three sets of four how they all correspond to, with each other and the Meshachachma explains why the Chazal were Mesachim the Dalakaisis on wine because he says that wine is the symbol of Kla Yisrael being separate from the Umas The Geula, in other words, we build with the Dalit L'shaynashel Geula, we build on the past, so to speak, to look forward to the future. The Rabbeinu is going to be Goyal us. That's going to take place because we stay separate from the Goyim. In all these different ways. 
How do you know wine keeps us separate? So to rewind the draft Purim, what did Haman say? Haman told Achashverosh, the Jews, they hate you, right? If a, if a, um, if a fly would go into their wine, they'd just flick it out and they would drink it. And if you, Achashverosh, would touch their wine, they would spill it out and they would rinse the cup three times. So you see that they hate you. So you see that wine is the symbol of Kla Yisrael being separate from the Goyim. That's something we stay away from. That's the, one of the one of the Gezeris of Stam Yayin, that we don't use the wine of Goyim. It keeps us separate from them. So that, says the Meshachach, is the reason why the Dalai Lashayin Shagula, which we're supposed to look at, reflect on, for the future, of our Geula, we're nesakin and not just on four cups and four different brachas and yain each one of them is on yain. So that says the Meshachach is the Dal of the Shaina Shagula. So again, I got here from the Nitziv where he put the Dal of the Shaina Shagula into the Makis, which we were talking about. So then got here to the Dal of Shaina Shagula. Now the last thing I want to talk about here is um, the lessons of the Makis. We all know, and if we don't know, we'll find out now. But the very famous Ramban at the end of Parsha's boy. Right? Is anyone familiar with this Ramban? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Familiar with it? Yeah. So, I don't know if you ever saw the Ramban inside, but um, it's a pretty long Ramban. Most people just know like a couple lines from it, you know, like That's a famous one. Or um the different pieces and parts that are well known to people. But the Ramban is a long Ramban that is a very big Yisai. And I've said it over other times. The Ramban says as follows. And the Ramban shows at the end of Parshas Bay here what was the purpose of the Makkas. And he starts off and he says, I'm going to tell you the klal of many mitzvahs. He says that there came a time in the creation of the world, in the, in the world, that Avadizara started coming to the world in the days of Enosh. People started not having the proper Emunah. And he explains there were different kitas, there were different groups. Some of them didn't believe in Hashem at all. And they said, The world existed on its own. There's no Hashem. Others, they say, of course there's a Hashem. But we don't believe in his Yediyasei HaPratis. That means he doesn't really know what's going on in the world at the moment. He created the world and he let it go and he's not paying attention to anything. Some of them agree that Hashem knows what's going on but they're makhish in Ashkocha. They don't believe in Ashkocha. Ashkocha means Hashem is involved with what's going on in the world. It's one thing knowing They want to make people like like the fish this is a Pasagani of somewhere which is referring to a lack of Ashkocha. There's no Skar in Einish. I always use that as the marshal that the Rebbein needed like a fish tank. You know, whenever he gets like uh, 
a little cranky, so he could look at the uh, world. It's a beautiful fish tank, the Geayam, and it calms him down. He looks, there's a whole world going on in the fish tank, and sometimes you even know who's happy with who in the fish tank, but no one's actively involved in the fish tank. And that's what the Rabbani Shalalim, he knows what's going on, but he's not being mashkiach beprotis. What happens, says Ramban, when the Rabbani Shalalim decides he wants to teach the world a lesson? He wants to show the world that all this is Shekhar. So he will make a wonder, a mifis, a miracle that is going to change the Teva of the world. Ashinoi. And through that he will be mavatal all of these Deyos Kaisvis, these incorrect and false shitas. Why? Because if he didn't create the world, how is he able to change things? If he doesn't know what's going on, or he's not involved with what's going on, so again, how did he change things? <coughs> Sometimes Hashem will tell a Navi that I'm going to do the following thing. He informs the Navi. And the Navi tells it to the people. When that happens, and then the Maifes or the Yichinoi happens, so the Amitas Hanavua is shown. That Hashem will talk to people. Now he's involved, he'll connect with the people. And he'll be Megala, his secrets to them. And, with this, and when that will happen, with Hiskayim Imzea so be a king from the entire Tyra. Because how do we know the Tyra? Through Maishra Abena, through the Nevi'im. When Hashem um, shows, Klai Yisrael, shows the world that He talks to His Nevi'im, so He's showing us that this is how He deals with us. And that will be Meskayim, that will ensure the Kiyam of the entire Tyra. Says the Ramban, if you go through the Makkahs, you'll find different Lashaynas of what the purpose is. Sometimes it says, "Laman teida kani Hashem bekerev haaretz." I am Hashem bekerev haaretz in the land, in the midst of the land. It says the Ramban, "Lohayrois al hashkocha." When you're in the midst of something, that means actively involved. Hashem with the markers was showing hashkocha. Another time it says, Lamanteda ki Lashem Haaretz. All this by the Makkas. To show you Lashem Haaretz, he's the one who created the world. But it shows you Chidush Ha'olam. He created the world. Yesh Me'ayin. And another time he says, Bavorteda ki Ein Kamoini Bechol Haaretz. There's no one like me, which means I rule over everything, nothing can stop me. Why these lessons? Because in all of these things, the, the Mitzrayim either denied or they were in doubt. Did Hashem really create the world? Is He really involved in the world? Could anyone else stop Him from doing anything? And all the all the false hashkafas of all the diaries from Anish until Mitzrayim, the world and Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim was the center. They either didn't believe in it or they doubted it. Therefore, the Rabbanu brought the makkas, and with different makkas, 
different lessons, he showed them that he is the one who runs the world. The Ramban continues and says, Since Hashem doesn't make a Mephis for any Russia or any Kaifer that decides he doesn't believe in Hashem, so Hashem, okay, I'm going to prove you wrong, he can't do that. So therefore, Hashem commanded us that we should constantly remember Mitzrayim. Why do so many mitzvahs have Zechel Yitzis Mitzrayim attached to them? Not only that, why is there a yontif of Pesach where we have to talk about it in depth? And then there's the mitzvah of Tzvillin, and the mitzvah of Mezuzah. And there's the mitzvah of Kriyashma we mentioned in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Asukah, Zechel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So many mitzvahs of Zechel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Why? Because Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was when Hashem proved to us all of these Yisaitis Hamuna that there were those who doubted or did not believe in, Hashem showed it with the Makkahs, with Kriyas Yamsuf, with everything that it's all false. And therefore Hashem says, I can't do that every time someone doesn't believe or someone's in doubt. But I gave you enough reminders and enough remembrances and enough tzivuyim <coughs> that you should constantly remember that. Shalayishtakhu, don't forget it. And if you don't forget it, No one will have a makam to be able to not believe in Hashem. And he says, if you buy a mezuzah, for one zuz, how much does a mezuzah cost already? And you put it on your door. And you think about what a mezuzah represents. You know what you have done with one dollar, with one zuz? You just have been maida, that you believe in Chiddush Ha'ilam, in Yediyat Hashem, in Ashkoch Hashem, in Nebuah Hashem, in Amitis HaTayra. All that putting up the mezuzah on your door. All of these mitzvahs, if a person thinks into them for a moment, the Zechel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, every day you say, Laman Tinskeru. You remember, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, you say it in Kriyashma, you say it in, 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 in Ezra, you say it all over the place, that Muna, wherever you say it. So many mitzvahs that are time-related, that are Zeichel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. A person thinks about what they represent. In one moment, he's been Mikhaim the Kiddushim of the Yisoyedah Samuna. He's reinforcing in himself the Yisoyedah Samuna. And that's why Hashem gave them to us. That we should constantly reinforce that Hashem is the one who runs the world. These are lessons that are supposed to be daily. Twice a day Hashem wants us to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Once a day, twice a day, however many times it is. At least. And then Shabbos, so we say again, Zechel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And then every Yantiv, over and over and over again. Because these are Yisaitus Amuna, that if a person doesn't want to be affected by those who are not so sure, and are waiting for Hashem to give them the Mephis, they say the famous, um, the famous Mashal that I think it was Rukhain Belajner, one of the big Dailam, used to eat by, every time he used to travel, he used to go to a certain hotel. So, um, it was a from person. And then one day he goes to the hotel, and this guy says, Rabbi, I want you to know that everything is still kosher, but I'm not from anymore. It's really how such a thing happened. He says, You know what? Some people came over here, and they told me, You're from, you're this. You know what? 
Do you allow to eat chazi? Do you allow to eat pork? No. What's going to happen if you do? This is a simple yid. He didn't. What do you mean? Hashem said you're not going to do it. Really? Yeah. Watch. We're going to eat it. No one's going to strike us down. We're going to still be here. And they ate it. And you know, they didn't drop that. I couldn't believe it. How could it be such a thing? So I said, how about you try it? So I tried it. And with trepidation, you know what? I'm still here. So, you know, and I'm not so sure anymore. I decided, hey, listen, it's not so clear anymore. Maybe they're right. So I'm not from anymore. So says, okay, I hear. Goes up to his room. A little bit later, he gets a knock on the door. And it's the daughter of the innkeeper. And she says, Rebbe, my father sent me to get a mazel tov today. What's the mazel tov? I graduated from dance school. Graduated from dance school. Really? What do you have to do to go to dance school? Well, it went for years, and then you had to graduate, you had to take a test, and you had to, and you had to dance in front of a whole committee until they finally gave me this piece of paper here that's uh, my diploma that shows I graduated on dance. So he says, I want you to dance for me. Dad, I'm so wiped out. I have the diploma. So why should I believe you? Well, the diploma doesn't mean anything. I want to see you dance. She says, I worked all these years and I danced and I proved myself to get this piece of paper. Once I have this piece of paper, I don't have to prove myself to anyone. I already proved it. The paper proves that I passed the test. I have the diploma. She was all upset. I have to dance for you? The diploma proves it. I worked all these years for this diploma, so I shouldn't have to dance to prove what I know. So her father came up when she heard her all upset. He said, you hear what your daughter is saying? The same things with the Rabbi Shalom. The Rabbi Shalom proved himself. That he's the, with the Yitzhak Mitzrayim, he proved everything. Because once Shmendrick says, I don't believe that you, that you, um, that you, you passed the dance test, when all the experts said you did and gave you the diploma and I know nothing from dance and I you don't have to dance for me you have the diploma and I don't know anything so your daughter's going to go dance for me to prove to me so because one guy decided to eat some chazer and Hashem didn't strike him down all of a sudden well Hashem should go change everything just for you Hashem proved himself and he gave us a diploma he gave the Torah with mitzvahs that he proved himself so one guy comes and I don't believe it and then listen, I, I don't have to go make mifsim because you don't believe it. If you trust that the diploma proves it, it proves it. So that's the aside here. The Rabbi Shalaylam gave us enough pieces of information for us to constantly reinforce the aside Amuna that he doesn't have to prove it again. He proved it one time for all, forever. And believe me, the Rabbi Shalom knows what's necessary forever, because he knows what forever means, which I don't know what it means, but it means forever. And he knows that this is enough in the Bria forever. And therefore, if we just think for a moment about all the mitzvahs that we have, and like the Ramban says, Okay, people put up mezuzahs and people put on filling and people eat matzah and people eat mar and, they, and, and either they enjoy it or they kvetch about it or whatever it is. But they're missing golden jewels. They're missing, this is the rabbinical I'm handing to you. Now they want to know why the next day when things don't go their way, uh, where's the rabbinical You know what, if you would have learned the lessons of Amuna as you were chomping on your matzah, complaining how your jaw hurts, you would have thought a minute about it, so it, it would, the next day things would be easier. And that says the Ramban is why it says in Avis Parak Bayz Mishnalith, Habizor Bimitvakala Kibakamura, Shakulan Khamudas Vikhabibas Mahit, because in a mitzvah kala 
A person could also get the same Yisaitis Hamuna he gets to the Mitzvah Hamura. And this is where the Ramban says, V'kavonas kola mitzvahs, shenam in belikeinu, all the mitzvahs, not only the ones that are going to all the mitzvahs, and that we should believe there's a Hashem, v'noida elav shehu b'ra'anu. And we should admit and praise Him that He created us. And that's the kavonas ha that a person should be makir, that He was created by the Rabbi Nishalaylam, v'yoyda lishmai. And this is then the Ramban continues the famous piece and he says, <laughs> from the big Nisim like Yetzirah Mitzrayim of the Moida Benisim Anistarim. A person is then Moida in the Nisim Anistarim. Shem Yisaira Taira Kula. Those are the Yisaira of all the Taira. She'en Ladim Chelek B'Tairas Moshe Rabbeinu. A person does not have a Chelek in Tairas Moshe. Achenamen until he believes. Bechol dvareinu umikreinu shekulam nisim einbrahem tevel menagas shaloylam. The Ramban says a person does not have a chelik in Tyrus Moshe until he believes that everything about Klal Yisrael is all nice. Bein berabim, bein biyachid. Whether it's the rabim or whether it's individuals. Elim yase hamitzvus yaslichenu scharei. The entire Torah is nice. It doesn't make any sense, says the Ramban, that if you don't do the mitzvahs, it shouldn't rain. Or if you do, it should. <coughs> That's all part of nice. It's a nice nister. But from the Nisim for Samin, if a person thinks about them, and they become part and parcel of him, so then he realizes that everything is nice. And that is one of the lessons... That was taught here with the Makkas, as the Ramban says. That the Rabbi Yisrael wanted to teach us all the lessons of Yisaita Suamuna. And the Mepharshim speak out that the Benezra be- brings B'Shem Rabbi Yehuda HaLevi in Tarek Pasuk Aleph Amr Rabbi Yehuda Alevi, Rabbi Yehuda Alevi says that in the first eight Makkahs, Hashem proved that He is the Moshel in the Arba Yesaidas. That He is the one in charge of all the four Yesaidas that the world was created with. Esh, Ruach, Mayim, and Afar. The world was created with four elements, fire, wind, water, and, and dust. With the Makkah of Dam, Hashem showed He's in charge of the water. And Tzvardeya also was in the water. Those are the first two Makkahs. Kinim and Arayv were both with dust from the ground, Mina Aretz. Hashem showed He is the one in charge of the offer. The other four makas are the wind, the avir, and the h. So dever came from the avir, from the from the um, from the air. There was some type of something in the air. Ifush, he calls it some type of spoilage in the air that called everything to die. Shchin was something to do with fire, boils. Bara was both mayim and h. 
not only was it both Mayim and Esh and the Barad, there was also there was also Kailas. There was a lot of thunder and sound. That comes from the wind. That's also Ruach. So in Barad you had three. Mayim, Esh and Ruach. Arbe was also from the Avir, from the wind. The wind blew it in. So in the first eight Makas, Hashem showed that He's a Moshe in the Dalid Yesaidites that the world was created in. <coughs> Why? To show that the Rabbeinu Shalom is Le'ozav Hashem Esa'aretz. Like the Kaifrim, like the Rabban brought down. That Hashem is constantly involved in the world. It's His world, He'll do what He wants. Then Hashem moved up to the Shemayim. And He showed that He's in charge of the Shemayim. Why? There was no R. That means he's in charge of he's in charge of the Shemesh, the Erech, the Kaychavim. Klai Yisrael had light. The, so the, the Shemesh was there for them. The, the, the Mitzrayim didn't have light. Everything in the Shemayim is in Hashem's charge. So Hashem had chose, and then with Makas Bechiris, Hashem himself, he didn't use any of the elements, and he didn't use anything in the Shemayim. He personally, called Kavayachal, went and took Nikama against Mitzrayim for being Meshabit Kla Yisrael. So in the first eight, he used the four elements to show who he is. In the last, in, in uh, Chayshech, he used the Shemayim. <coughs> And in the tenth one, the Lashon of the Ben Ezra is, He sent down, besides he himself going, there was also a Malach, He used his Malachim to go kill the Bechayim of Klai Yisrael. Until, as we know, that Parah himself was nervous and he ran to Moshe Ben and let them out. So we have the Ramban teaching us the different Lashinas, and he doesn't explain each and every one. Perhaps if you go through the Psukim and you see which one says Lamanteida, which one says Karavar, which one says Enkamaini, you can match up why each one teaches the lesson. But here we have the Ibn Ezra from Yehuda Alevi, and the Gra talks about it also, showing how Akadish Baruch, the first eight were in the Yusaydas, and the, last, the ninth one was in the, in the Shamayim. And the Kaykavim. And the tenth one was in the Malachim and HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, how Hashem showed Yisaydah Suhamuna that it's His world, He's involved, people who don't do His will, He's going to do things to them. And the Ramban says, these lessons are Lidairidaris. These lessons are forever. Every mitzvah we do, if we think about it, we could ex- extract from them the lessons of Yisaydah Suhamuna in the Rabbanish Okay, we're going to stop over here.